Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Live by Every Word, and this is on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm and have a live stream at thetrumpet.com. Our podcasts are available online as well, and so thank you for listening in those various locations. One of the most frustrating aspects of modern society is how often people lie. There's lying all of the time. Advertisers often lie. No doubt you've seen some of those commercials on television and, or the Internet or somewhere, and it's a, not, not an accurate representation of the product. Medical experts often lie. We've seen that quite a bit. Politicians lie, uh, and, and people tend to expect it even. And it's a terrible thing. And people can even lie to themselves and ignore the reality of what's happening around them. And where does lying come from? Where does it come from and how can we conquer it? Well, we're going to take a look at that subject today. We're in a really strange time in man's history where people are being lied to and yet they um, accept it, even though I think in many cases people know what they're being told isn't true. We go along with it. And so we want to make sure that we don't get our thinking off base here. We want to be thinking about the truth the way God does and making sure that we don't give in to lies or a lying spirit or become comfortable with that. The Bible has a lot to say about lying. Christ tells us exactly where lying comes from when we read John 8 and verse 44. We do have a few passages today. If you have a Bible handy, it'd be great to get the Bible out. And we can look at these together, see what God's Word says on this topic. John 8 and verse 44, Christ being very specific here, he says, You are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do, or you will to do them. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Satan is a liar and the father of lying. Christ tells us very clearly. And you can think of Satan's history. Well, he lied to Eve, didn't he, in the Garden of Eden? He lied to her, told her that she wouldn't die if she sinned. Of course she did. Satan is a liar. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4 says that Satan is the god of this world. He is the one that is the ruler. And, of course, he can only do what God allows. But God gives him a lot of leeway at this time. And his world is a world built on lies. Satan's world is a world of lies. And lying is so destructive to ourselves and others It's so bad, it causes so many problems that our loving God specifically commands that we do not lie. It's a command, and the reason God commands it is because uh, lying hurts us, and he wants what's good for us. This command 
It's for our own good, and it's also for the good of others. God's laws benefit everyone. Notice this in Exodus 20 and verse 16. God giving the Ten Commandments here, and he gives a very specific commandment here. This is the ninth commandment. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. That's a command. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not lie. Now, the first four commandments show us how to love God. They show us how to really have that proper love towards God. The last six explain how to love other humans. We're dealing with other people all of the time, and God wants to make sure that our relationship with him is a loving relationship and that our relationship with other people is also a loving relationship. Now, we can talk about love, or we could say the word love, but it really comes down to the keeping of the commandments. The keeping of the commandments, that's how we live a way of love, God's love. All of God's commandments show us how to live God's way, and that's the way of love. And when you consider lies, well, there's nothing but hatred in lies. Lying is hatred. Christ shows in John 8 and verse 44, as we read just a moment ago, that Satan is the father of lies, and Satan is full of hatred towards God and man. That's why Satan breaks God's law. It's because he hates God, and he hates mankind. But God wants us to love him and to love mankind. He loves us, and so he wants us to have love for each other and for him. And that has everything to do with God's laws. It shows us, they show us how to live that way of love. And when we understand that Satan is the father of lies, we also understand why people lie. Why do people lie? Well, the answer is vanity. Vanity. You know, Satan is full of vanity. He broadcasts vanity. And when people lie, vanity is the cause of that. We have a booklet that talks about the commandments of God. It's called the Ten Commandments Booklet, and it's free at thetrumpet.com. And it has this to say about the topic of lying. It says, to stop lying, we must understand why human beings lie. Study little children. Why do they lie? Generally, little children lie to avoid punishment or to appear better than their peers. With adults, it's not any different. The root cause of this horrible sin is vanity. See, lying comes from Satan. He's the father of lies. And then he broadcasts vanity. And vanity is what causes people to lie. There's a vanity there. They want to get out of trouble. Did something they shouldn't have done and don't want to get caught. So often will lie. Or say something to make themselves appear better than somebody else. It's all vanity. It's all vanity. Satan has a major problem with vanity. It's a a cause of many of his problems. Notice Isaiah 14, verses 12 through 14. Isaiah 14, verses 12 through 14. Giving some of the history here of, of Lucifer, who sinned and became Satan, became the adversary. It says, How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. 
I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. And I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Well, Satan really wanted to be the Most High. He wanted to replace God. He was going to be top. He was going to be in charge. See, that's vanity. He lied to himself. Satan is full of vanity, and he lied to himself that he could overthrow God. That he could overthrow God, that he would do a better job of ruling than God would. Those are lies. But Satan's full of vanity, and lying is a big, a big component of that. And Christ said, again, that there is no truth in Satan. None. Satan's life is a vain lie. He thinks he can replace God. And so he broadcasts vanity. He broadcasts lying. And people lie. The society that we're in is built on a lot of lies. Notice Ephesians 2 and verse 2. This is uh, talking about mankind. And it's talking about the fact that Satan has a very strong influence on man. It says, Wherein in time past, talking to those that have changed and repented, but he says, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, just like everybody, just like the the majority. And how is that? It says, well, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. So this is the prince of the power of the air. This is that uh, broadcaster, Satan the devil, And he broadcasts lies. He doesn't broadcast truth. He broadcasts vanity. And he broadcasts lies. His broadcasts are full of vanity. Lying. A lying attitude. Satan wants to be God, but he isn't. But he broadcasts that vain and that lying attitude. Notice how he did this here in uh, Genesis, if you want to look at Genesis 3. And we'll come back to Ephesians a little later if you uh, want to save your place. But let's look at Genesis 3 here. This is history of how Satan broadcasts his lies. We see it uh, spelled out here very specifically. Genesis 3, verses 4 and 5. It says, And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. For God does know that in the days you eat thereof, eat of the wrong tree, the forbidden tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And so Satan appealed to Eve's vanity and told her lies that discredited God and made her feel superior to God. You know, she could decide for herself what was right and wrong. That made her feel good about herself, I guess, that she'd be wise like that. Really, all that their eyes were open to was Satan's way of thinking. Their eyes weren't open to truth. When they ate from the wrong tree, their eyes were open to Satan's way of thinking. And Satan appealed to Eve and got to her through vanity and then just lied. Oh, you won't die. (laughs) Yeah, actually, Eve did die. And so did her family. Her one son murdered their other son. They saw death and then they died themselves. Because of sin. But Satan lied. No, you won't die. She did die. Maybe not that exact moment, but uh, she did. 
He didn't tell Eve the truth. He didn't tell her the truth that sin would lead to horrible curses, and ultimately it would lead to death. He didn't tell her that. He lied to her. And so, again, we have to remember that if, if we get tempted to lie, that impulse is coming from Satan, who is the father of lies. Lying is done, remember, often to avoid punishment or to appear better than others. So we have to remember where lying comes from, where that impulse to lie comes from. It comes from Satan, who is the father of lies. So how do we conquer lying? How do we stop doing that? Well, by telling the truth. (laughs) Pretty straightforward. But we have to tell the truth. Be a truth teller. Be in the habit of telling the truth. The Ten Commandments booklet says, The positive spiritual application of the Ninth Commandment requires that we live and speak the truth in all areas of our lives. To do so, you must come to the place where you can recognize that there is an almighty God who rules the universe. His ways are the only right and true ways to live. And then you must acknowledge and obey the truth when it is revealed to you. See, we have to be able to recognize the truth, follow it, live that way, and then speak the truth. You know, a person can live a lie, right? They, they just live a way that's false or that's against uh, what they know is right. So well, there's a lot of aspects to lying that we have to consider when we think about it in our personal lives and how we want to conquer this. But we have to tell the truth. We have to tell the truth and be living truthfully. Notice Ephesians 4 and verse 25. Ephesians 4 and verse 25, it says, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. So don't lie, but instead speak every man truth. And that requires, of course, that we have to live a way that is truthful. If we find that it's hard to uh, speak the truth and that would... uh, you know, be a difficult thing. Well, we have to consider how we're living. You know, are we living in a way where we're not hiding things or we're not, you know, trying to be one way in one place and one way in another place? And we want to be living truthfully. Live truthfully. If we're tempted to lie, remember the truth of John 8 and verse 32. Let's look at John 8 and verse 32. There, Again, people are often tempted to lie because they're trying to avoid punishment or appear better than others. And that might appeal to the carnal mind or seem like, well, that could be a solution to tell something that's not true. But John 8 and verse 32 gives us a very vital truth. John 8 and verse 32, it says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. We all want to be free, right? So telling the truth, living truthfully, that's how we're free. Lying enslaves us. It enslaves us. Even if telling the truth means that we receive some correction. Well, what ultimately comes from that? Well, that correction helps us, and then we are free from further problems. So, okay, so we had to have some correction. That's not easy. But then we're free. 
If we take it and we apply it, then we're free from other problems, from further problems. You know, a lot of times you'll see that, unfortunately, in the life of uh, somebody that becomes a hardened criminal and have a lot of problems. If you look back through their history, you see that, well, early on, if they had been caught or if they had been corrected, that it could have stopped this avalanche of problems. And uh, unfortunately, in most cases, things aren't caught or they're not stopped. Or maybe the person just didn't take the correction. That can happen too. But oftentimes, things were allowed to slide. And then much later, of course, things are far worse because the problems continued. So are they free? No, like maybe they got away with something, quote unquote, for a time. Or they thought they did. But they're not free because the problems have increased and then they have to pay the penalty and that can be quite severe at that point. If we lie, then we are only adding more curses and enslavement to our lives. It's just the truth of it. If we want to be free, we need to tell the truth. And of course, living truthfully uh, is ideal because then there's hopefully there won't be a whole lot of you know severe correction in that way. But um, you know, telling the truth is essential. And living truthfully is essential as well. Notice Romans 8 and verse 28. Here's a promise. You know, if we're ever sitting there and we've got this temptation to tell something that's not true, to maybe get out of trouble or make ourselves feel better or whatever, we have to remember this truth here in Romans 8. And uh, if we're looking at a situation, we say, okay, well, if I, if I tell the truth here, you know, there'll be some correction or it'll it'll be uncomfortable. But Romans 8 and verse 28 adds to what we just read there in John 8 and verse 32. Okay, if you know the truth, the truth shall make you free. And then Romans 8 and verse 28, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. So all things will work together for good. How? Well, that's in God's hands. We don't necessarily know how it'll all work out, but it will all work out for good. For who? For those that love God. Remember, keeping the commandments. That's how we love God and love man. That's how we show the love of God in our lives. That's how we produce those fruits, and it's empowered by God's Holy Spirit. But it it manifests itself in our lives in obedience to God's law and the good that comes from that. All things work together for good to them that love God. So even if we think, well, telling the truth here might uh, cause some trouble for me, ultimately it goes here. Where all things work together for good and there's freedom, even if momentarily there's some correction or it's uncomfortable. The love of God is that we keep his commandments. That's in 1 John 5 and verse 3. If, if the world told the truth... If people in the world told the truth, what a different world it would be. What a different world it would be. And and sometimes people are critical of that thought and they say, oh, you know, that wouldn't solve problems. Of course it would solve problems. If people were truthful, of course it would solve problems. (laughs) It's amazing to think of how many problems would be solved. If people told the truth, if they kept the ninth commandment and they did not lie. That's the love of God, that we keep his commandments, but we can have complete confidence in God's word that if we tell the truth and we live truthfully, we're going to be free. And all things are going to work together for good. Putting the scriptures together, we see that when we love God, 
by keeping his commandments, including telling the truth, all things will work out for good for us and for those around us. And that's a promise from God. And that's something that we can count on because God tells the truth and he never lies. How comforting that is to know that God will never lie to us and we can 100% trust in every word of God. If you'd like to look a little more into the Ninth Commandment and all of the commandments, we have a free book there at thetrumpet.com, The Ten Commandments. That's the title. You can order it or you can just read it online. It's free and it's an um, educational service that's already been paid for. That's all the time we have for this edition of Live by Every Word. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.